The New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay Buccaneers literally fight it out on the field here at the Caesars Superdome. You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are very, very grateful that you are here with us. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints podcast. I'm David Harrison, one of your hosts of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, my co-host, is not here. But probably really happy. But very happy probably because very he's happy. the only one that picked the Buccaneers to win this week. That was... That was a rough game for the New Orleans Saints. We're going to break it all down here on this special live postcast edition, kind of a postcast crossover. We won't always do these, but because David Harrison and I are both here in New Orleans for the game, that would be a great idea to go ahead and uh, and chop it up with everybody here. So, David, as we look at this here, kind of the biggest takeaway in this game for me were the miscues over on the New Orleans Saints side, some of which they had control over, some of which they didn't have control over. Uh, there were sort of these kind of, I would say, out of place or at least questionable penalties on both sides yeah. throughout this game. There, of course, was the bench-clearing brawl that's yes. going to make all of the headlines. But you also had five turnovers for the New Orleans Saints, three interceptions and two fumbles, yeah. six sacks allowed in this game. You're just not going to win a game when you play like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, early on, you know, you look at this game, the New Orleans Saints really had a very, very valuable opportunity really for the first call it three quarters. I mean, it's not the yeah. full three quarters, but you might as well have been the first full three quarters to really do some damage. And when you look at that first drive of the game, the New Orleans Saints basically go down the field. They don't end up in the end zone, but they go down the field kind of doing what they want to do Four first downs. The Buccaneers only got them to third down one time, and it just right. so happened to be the one time they stopped them from converting on a first down forced uh, a Will Lutz field goal, which Honestly, at the end of that drive, you're kind of like, you know what? We'll take a field goal in that, in that yeah. situation, regroup on the sideline, come back and try to do better. The Buccaneers offense not doing uh, anything for them. And, and honestly, when the, the Bucs offense came off the field the first time after the first drive, no points, um, I, I got really nervous that I was like, this could be honestly like given the history of this, this matchup, this could be where things start to get out of control with the way that the offense went down the field. Uh, against the defense, but shout out to Devin White, Levante David, all those guys. They buckled down. They really got after it. They really kind of stopped getting gashed in the running game as, as much as they were in that first drive, didn't give up the first downs like they were before, uh, and were able to keep Tom Brady and the offense in the game yeah. and just kind of keep relying on like, hey, like eventually they're going to figure it out. I mean, in the, at the end, before it's even 3-3, the Buccaneers are actually in New Orleans territory more than the Saints were in Bucks territory. Yes, absolutely. But the fumble... And the going for it on fourth down, which I'm never a fan. Our listeners, our, our viewers know I'm never a fan of going mm -hmm. for it on fourth down that or, or fourth down that early in the game. It's, I think to me it reeks of desperation. But shout out, really, that's not going to be the main storyline of the week, unfortunately. But I think the defense, really the heroes of the day for keeping this Buccaneers offense in it and giving them the opportunity to eventually get supercharged by Mike Evans and his exit. Not yeah, not as dramatic as Antonio Brown. See, but more impactful. Yeah, and that was such a big loss for the New Orleans Saints. It was such a big yeah. moment where like after that sort of brawl happened, those two players get ejected. I still don't understand why Leonard Fournette doesn't get at least some penalty yeah. at that point uh, in, in that game. I don't understand why Marshawn Lattimore gets ejected, but I wouldn't even say, and Dennis Allen said this too in his post-game availability, that the New Orleans Saints for the most part didn't really like lose momentum because of that ejection. Yeah. They lost momentum in the turnover after that, which was a shame because this place right behind us, 70 plus thousand people strong, was yeah. ready to explode yeah. after that altercation. Yeah. The Saints then get the ball back off the punt 
and then they throw the interception yep. or, 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 you know, have the turnover. And so like that was such a huge loss for the New Orleans Saints to not be able to capitalize on that momentum, that, that point yep. that would have brought them so much momentum in this game. I think the other thing too was just not being able to capitalize on the offensive side for the New Orleans Saints. Their defense played extremely well, especially for the first three quarters while things were still within their control. Mm-hmm. Hold Brady this Tampa Bay offense to three points yeah. over the course of the first three quarters until they got into the fourth quarter. And then, but on the offensive side, four first downs for the Saints' first offensive drive. Yeah. And then for like five drives after that, four first downs. Yeah. And then they had five first downs on the next drive after that. But Mark Ingram has the fumble on like right. the seven yard line, the 10 yard line. And that just ended up being the thing that kind of, you could feel everything change. Yeah, absolutely. At those two yeah. moments. No, I was, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine in, in a Twitter DM that, you know, I have uh, with them and, and the Buccaneers tied the game up and he said, you know, okay, look, you don't, you don't feel great about this game if you're the Buccaneers, but you're like, you know what? It's three, three guys reset. Everything else that's already happened really doesn't matter. It's what we do uh, from here on out. And, and I wrote them. I said, listen, it was like, we've seen football. Like just, it's yeah. not even about the Bucs or who's on the team. It's just the way football works is when a defense has been keeping a team in it. And the offense finally says, okay, guys, we're finally on the seventh possession or whatever it is. We're finally going to put the po- put the points on the board. What happens? The defense on that next drive, that's when they crumble. That's, that's when they, they yep. falter. And sure enough, the Saints drive right down the field. And, and you're sitting there. I'm like, man, I really like – you just hate to see it because you know how hard those guys have been fighting. And then the fumble happens. Yeah. And, and for me, I was like, okay, this could be a turning point. And mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like it was a turning point. It because was. Tom Brady and the offense come back on. And they do nothing with it. Right. Like, granted, I mean, it's it's you're on you're on your own ten, right? So it's not like you're in plus territory, or anything, but still, your defense has been fighting. They've been keeping you yep. in, and then even when they're up against the ropes, they come back with a with a with a haymaker and they get you the ball back. And you know, Tom wants to go out there and make good on that turnover, and they don't. Yeah, and that's got to be so frustrating. And then the very next drive is when the fight happens, and yep. I, I'm kind of like, you know what? All that frustration boiling over, even from that fumble, I think that's really where all that kind of came. Uh, to a head and look, you know, I mean, we'll see what the NFL decides to do. But I mean, if you watch the replay, like Leonard Fournette, I mean, he had to be hiding on the sideline, going, "Oh, oh nobody, yeah, nobody, nobody, me, out, nobody me, nobody me, nobody me." Yeah, you know sure. what I mean. And I remember sitting there in the moment, and I said to myself, "Marshawn Lattimore is a bigger loss, given everything for the Saints' defense, than Mike Evans is for the Buccaneers' offense." Love yeah. Mike, absolutely one of the greatest, the legend, all that stuff. But when you just look at how the game is designed to already benefit the offense. You still have Brashad, you still got Scotty, uh, you still got Russell Gage, and sure enough, the very next drive with no Marshawn Lattimore, uh, the Buccaneers strike and they go up against a depth cornerback with Brashad Perryman, who's not a number one, right? But he's still an experienced, uh, good caliber wide receiver. Yeah, and the New Orleans Saints had the perfect opportunity, even still during that drive, but a yeah. couple of bad calls, things like that, that didn't go their way throughout that drive. That ends up extending the drive. Soft penalty finally goes them. Tampa's way, but right. we're talking about this. Yeah, but in the fourth quarter. And and to me, like you get the two soft calls against the Bucks right. early in the game. Mm-hmm. To me, that soft call for the Bucks in the fourth quarter, that's like three of them. Yeah. I mean, that like that's one 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 heck of a get back penalty. Yeah, that carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Coming up next, we're gonna talk about what's next for both of these teams. New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be paying a lot of attention to one another until they get to their next matchup later on in the season and, of course, beyond. So for the New Orleans Saints, they've got some issues to fix. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like you said, they got to win, but hard to feel super good yeah. about it. We've got that coming up for you as we continue on with this crossover edition of our postcast here, Locked on Bucks, Locked on Saints. Absolutely. We're going to do that. Thanks to some of our friends like guys over at Prize Picks, a new fantasy uh, venture that you can go through here with us at the Locked on Podcast Network. Look, NFL employees, they can't gamble. They can't do the, the fantasy for money and all that stuff. But you know what? 
we're not NFL employees. Mm, we can nope. play fantasy, and we do play fantasy. And guess what we have that you don't? Access. And we're on the practice field, and we're in the locker room, and we're talking to these guys. So we might know a little bit of something that you don't know about some of these teams, and you might be going up against us in your daily fantasy matchups. But if you want prize picks, you're not going against us. Yeah. You're not seeing what Chris Olave does in the practice field. So right. Ross Jackson has, a, has an advantage over you. But prize picks gets rid of that advantage. It's you against the house, you against the projection. So we're looking at Justin Fields. If you think on Sunday Night Football he's going to throw for more than 186.5 yards, 187 Stop. yards against the Green Bay Packers, you take the over. If Justin hits the over, you win. Doesn't matter what Ross Jackson does. Doesn't matter what I do. You take him and you pick one more player. Again, you go above the projection or below the projection. Two to five players. You pick your poison. You you stack the parlay essentially however you want to do is daily fantasy your way. If you win, you can win up to 10 times the money that you put down on that. And right now, Price Picks is giving you a 100% deposit match. All you got to do is do what's going on the screen, which is weird to me because I don't see the screen right now. <laughs> but if you go to Prize Picks or download the app, either way, download that app, make your uh, account, use the promo code Locked On when you do, and up to one hundred dollars, they're they're going to match your first deposit. So you deposit one hundred, you get a hundred. You deposit fifty, you get fifty against PrizePicks.com or the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code Locked On. David, I'm going to admit something to you uh-huh. that I have never admitted before. What's that? I'm not the most manly person. You're not the most manly person? No, look at the suit coat. It's too fly. I think, you, well, there you go. I was going to say. It's like, very fly. I'm wearing a, a traditional look at all my pockets so that yeah. I look tougher than I actually am type of man shirt. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I'm not going to go any further than that. Well, <laughs> I have a lot of I look a lot of shirts that try to make me look tougher. None of them work. So I just, I just stick with the fly, right? Okay. But thanks to our friends over at Nugenics who have a uh, great product called Nugenics Total Tea, which gives you what they call a man-boosting formula of stuff. So I'm definitely going to invest in this. And you know see what I if call I can... my man-boosting formula? Was that? My veteran status? Oh, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. Um, I don't have veteran status. I have nothing going for me except for Nugenics Total Tea. Uh, so you can check it out because it helps to boost all that free testosterone that helps you build muscle, helps you kind of combat aging, all of those other things that you would be losing while aging. So you can go ahead and check out Nugenics uh, and Nugenics Total T uh, over at their, uh, we're going to give you a, a text line here for this, actually. So you get your opportunity here for a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text NFL, National Football League, to 231231. So it's a text number for you. All you have to do is text now to get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients that are going to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text NFL to 231231. Text NFL to 231231. Message and data rates apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. Okay. Next up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is... Um, like what's, what do, what, like, is this good? Are they in a good place? Should Saints fans be concerned about the Buccaneers moving forward? So Saints fans shouldn't be concerned about the Buccaneers. So by the time these two teams see each other again, it's going to be a completely different story, right? Mm, For the Tampa mm -hmm. Bay Buccaneers moving forward. I mean, you've got two more marquee matchups. You've got teams coming in that are that are expected to be playoff teams, expected to be potentially championship caliber teams. I don't think the Packers are all that good. I'm just spoiler alert for the week to come, guys. I don't think the Packers are all that good. Um, but it is what it is. They're a championship caliber team. That's what they're expected to be sure. in, in all these things. Uh, the Bucks have some issues, and specifically they've had some issues on offense. I think healing some players will help answer some of those things, right? 
but healing them. You healing them, yes. But you <laughs> getting healthier. You still you saw them. Uh, you saw them today. Uh, my my biggest concern, honestly, here is is you look at the relationship between Tom Brady and Scotty Miller on the field. Mm-hmm. And I love what Scotty does. Obviously, Tom Brady, the goat, the legend. You know, he does all those things. But they're just not on the same page. Mm-hmm. And this is a guy that most of us, and, and this is fans and media included believe that he was kept on the roster because he's Tom's guy. He's Scooter. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady loves mm-hmm. Scooter. And, right. and look, Scotty got some good targets today and and he had a, he had he did have one big catch, you know, toward in this in the second half that got a first down. It was a very vital first down. So I was happy to see him come through that. But they've got to get better on the same page because Mike is, is kind of known for being, you know, nicked up here and there. And yeah. uh, now that they got the win, really kind of look at the ejection as well, he's got an early start on treatment before Green Bay. So now he's got a better chance of playing uh, in that game. But you know, if, if you get the loss and he's still nicked up and Chris Godwin is still trying to come back, there's just there's too many health issues on this team. So you need to see those wide receivers get healthier, but then also get on the same page with Tom. For sure. For the New Orleans Saints, I think the next big thing is going to be answering the question that a lot of people are going to be asking, and I think it's premature whether or not the New Orleans Saints should move on from Jameis Winston yeah. and start Andy Dalton. I think it's too premature. I'm already seeing all the conversations all over the place. I will tell you right now, my stance, just like it was after week two last year when Jameis struggled against the Carolina Panthers, yeah. wait, right. wait and see. You got to give him another week. It's a 17-game season. Right. He had four back fractures in this game, and I'm not in a situation here to where I'm not necessarily like trying to even excuse him. I think if he has another three interception game or another like bad game, then yeah, then you start to ask that question. I just don't think that you ask it yet. I don't think you ask it right now. You've seen sort of the Jameis Winston experience up close. We're seeing the Jameis Winston experience up close now. And, but I still think we're as, as of nine games, we're seeing a better Jameis Winston experience than maybe what was experienced in Tampa. And so I don't think you get to a point now to where you say, okay, hand the keys over to Andy Dalton. Mm -hmm. The only thing worse than your starting quarterback not being good in an NFL season is when your backup quarterback is also not good. Yes. (laughs) And that so often happens, right? I think we get enticed sometimes by Nick Foles, right? He comes in for Carson Wentz. He takes him to the Super Bowl. They win a Super Bowl. He takes him to the promised land, all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden you go, okay, grass is greener on the other side. Right. Every time. And that's just not true. No, absolutely not. The no. grass was greener that one time. Yeah. I mean, I think that the stance of if we lose Peyton, we're, we're, uh, we're screwed. Why would we practice being screwed is a much better mantra. I don't know if you know that story. Yes. That's but, a great, um, yes. I, I think yeah. that's a much better mantra in the National Football League than, than any, than the backup could come win us a Super Bowl. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just, that's just not realistic. Jameis, you know, look, shout out to Rick H in the Locked On Bucks live chat. Rick, uh, he said Jameis is, you know, he's still who he's always been. And this is something we talked about during the crossover. Mm-hmm. The New Orleans Saints could not afford, and you can't afford with a quarterback like Jameis, to be in a situation where you have to pass the ball just over and over and over again. Yeah. Leading up to Mike Edwards' pick six, mm-hmm. um, the couple of pass throws, maybe it was one or two pass throws or passes before that, you saw Bucks DBs breaking on routes. Yeah. And you saw them reading him. They were in zone. They were watching Jameis, and they were breaking on routes. And I said again, I said to myself, because we're in the press box, there's not a whole lot of conversation going on. But I said right. to myself, I was like, one of these Bucks DBs, like, if Jameis doesn't pick up on this, they're about to break on something real big. And that very next play after I said that internally, Mike Edwards broke on a pass and took it to the house, the house. You know what yeah. I mean? Shout out to who I think was number 77 for the Saints for trying. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, he hustled. He, he tried, big guy running, but Mike <laughs> Edwards is better. Um, you know, and that's just James. And that is that is the part of James that you're just never going to get rid of. But when you ask James Winston to play hero ball, you're already messing up. You know right. what I mean? And I think what, you know, not to not to pump up Saints fans too much, and I know Bucks fans don't want me to do that anyway, but Alan Kamara wasn't on the field. And that's a big 
big part of this. And right now, I mean, I don't really see a super connected tight end outlet for for Jameis, and that's something that he always kind of wanted to rely on in Tampa. And I think if the Saints you get you know Alvin back, and if you can try to forge either a, a tight end or some sort of inside passing game. And the Bucks again get healthy in the receiver in yeah. the receiver room, get more experience for guys like K Dot and then like Rashad White. When these two teams meet up again, if all these things can go well, you're going to have a completely different matchup. Not necessarily in the outcome, but mm-hmm. just both teams will be kind of at their best. Yeah. Future New Orleans Saints tight end Mike Kosicki will be on the field oh. then, you know, and that Bucks will be- I not <laughs> want to see that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at this point, like that to me feels like the biggest hole left on this team. I thought the linebackers for the Saints were outstanding today yeah, defense did well um demario davis was outstanding pete werner was outstanding mike uh excuse me not mike evans uh justin evans was outstanding yes, the one big yes. play that he gave up to mike evans he you know there was traffic he got picked it was a good mismatch for the, for the and i hope bucks they're turning fans, the lights out we're I here know. so late they're turning the lights out in the superdome y'all I that's hope how bucks fans, we are <laughs> i hope you guys are all happy for justin evans i know he's a saint I know you want him to lose but i hope you guys were happy when you saw justin evans flash on the screen today because i know i am yeah yeah, I, I got to say, um, I got to say too. one more thing just to highlight before we wrap up here is that, you know, I don't know about you back injuries, neck injuries. They freak me out. They freak me out. And Jameis Winston going out there tonight and today and playing a full 60 minutes with four fractures right. in his back is Crazy. wild yeah. to me. Absolutely wild. So shout out to him for going out there. I know that it was a tough game for him. I know he threw three interceptions. I know he threw a pick six. His first one since 2019. I get it. Yeah. I understand. But yo, like... 2019. Got Bucks it. were in the building last time he did that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here for the New Orleans Saints. A lot to unpack from this for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. For Saints fans, for Bucks fans, uh, across all of it, we really, really... Re- oh, somebody in the, here in the chat, Fernando... Uh, go get Eric Ebron. Yep. For and Matthew the says that Jason really Light of the Buccaneers needs to sign Gasecki. I'm uh, much more on board with that idea yeah. than Jameis throwing to Gusecki. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want all of the uh, I want I want all that yeah. all that smoke of Gasecki as a uh, as a New Orleans Saints tight end. Right. Yeah, 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 no, stop it, stop it. We got Chris Olave. I'm coming for you about Mike Gasecki. <laughs> David Harrison. Uh, we'll give you more over at Locked On Bucks along with his co-host James Yarko every Monday through Friday over at Locked On Bucks. You know, I got you covered here on Locked On Saints for everything across your New Orleans Saints every single Monday through Friday, and then some. Uh, Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson Nola at D Harrison 82. We appreciate y'all being here with us for this crossover postcast. We'll get to do this all the time, but really cool when we get an opportunity like this to be able to do something yeah. special and we got to go get some of that lagni appy you've been talking about and the base nets I've, i keep hearing about these you need to go get some of these things i hate i hate that you just did that <laughs> i hate so much we got to go i appreciate y'all so much we appreciate i don't appreciate you anymore but we appreciate y'all so much uh for being here with us for another episode